Just look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Ooh. All waiting to be won on Score North's... Pick your prize! Behind door number one is a $10,000 gift card to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for shows, concerts, food, and beverage. Ooh. Door number two has $10,000 in home improvements for your kitchen, bathroom, windows, and more from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Ah. And behind door number three, LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lovanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens. And a fantastic vacation. No surprise zoinks. What you want, you pick. 14 prizes in all, each valued at $10,000. Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Tell me a player who in year five that you could win a championship by building around whose team is the second worst in the West. I'm not even saying that with him they should necessarily make it to the playoffs because that might be a lot to ask. But they are 10 and 20 in the games that he plays. So you can't even write this off and blame it entirely on the fact that he's been hurt. They're 10 and 20 when he plays. Why are they not better if he is as good as you say he is? Oh, Bomani going in on Carl Anthony Towns on ESPN. Who isn't these days? And why not? Great fun. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns did kind of bring it on himself, and we'll get into a lot of that throughout the show today. Carl's a player, okay? I don't know if you saw the quotes from last night. He has nothing to do with any trades that are going to be made. Far be it from him to see his friend Rocco traded, okay? Carl's just trying to play. And, I mean, come on, guys. Let's, you know, here's the thing. The the Timberwolves won a game with Cat on the floor. The night before Thanksgiving, okay? In November. It's it was February, the night, it was the man. Night before Thanksgiving. What, it's what, February. What do you want here? Wins? I think it's only 16 games that he's been part of losses for. Okay? Oh, is that it? That's amazing. Is that okay? it? That and, is amazing. Well, and here's the other thing that drives me crazy. These all-star coaches, or these coaches who vote for the all-star game, the reserves. I mean, don't you look at Cat? All-star team, all-star player. I, I feel bad for Cat. This no, just, you, this no, is you just, don't. I feel so bad no, for him. No, you don't. No, you know why I don't? Shut up, play, and win a game. My God. Wait, so are you are you out on it? What is your stance on Cat, Judd? My stance. And by the way, we're going to do, okay. t- t- before before uh, we dive in here, we have two different episodes of Who Says No Trade Speculation to get Ooh. to. Here's my stance right. on Cat. This is as bordering on as disappointed as sports dad has been in an athlete in this town. Because you know what with Wiggy? It's disappointing, but it's pretty darn hopeless, in my opinion. So Phil Mackey can go to Target Center and training camp and talk to Wiggy and get the lip service. Oh, man, I'm just going to work harder. Yeah, you just want me to work hard. And I say to myself, I smell a rat. It's a bunch of baloney. I don't believe it. And then, you know, you get three weeks of real of, of him trying, and he can be pretty good. And then, good. I, But I am incredibly disappointed because... When I went, I was at the Wolves game about three weeks ago now, and you know, it was, and I, I think I talked about this a little bit, it was the same old cat, the same old, I was fouled, oh, wine, 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 up and down the floor. And I thought to myself, you know, that's, I'm, that's disappointing. I'd like to see more there. I'd like to see him taking steps to mature. But, okay, still a very good player, and I still believe that. He's a great player, uh, potentially. 
But these last few weeks have rubbed me so the wrong way of a player. I, I'm beginning to think, and you can stop the presses right now, I made a grave mistake. A grave mistake. Because I sat in this chair, and I think you guys agreed with me on this one. And I said, I understand in this league you've got to give the players a lot of power. Like, it's the one league, football you don't have to, baseball you don't have to, hockey you sure don't. Basketball's the one sport where you got to give them a lot of power. And your superstar has to have power. And to strip that power away by doing what Jimmy Butler did or what Tibbs did, I think is counterproductive. And I still believe that to a certain mm-hmm. degree. But boy, this seems like Ryan and Gerson have given Cat a lot of power, and he A, doesn't know what to do with it, and B, in some ways to me, is misusing it. And because of that, I'm wondering now... Judd, he says he's not using it at all. Uh, yeah. He doesn't get involved in that and stuff. If, he just plays. And if, <laughs> and I did allude to that, and I read those quotes and I was laughing out loud. I don't know what's going on with Rocco. Hope he's here Friday. I mean, in fairness, LeBron James has said the same line throughout sure, his right. career, too. Right, but he's and LeBron James. We all know that he's, he's giving his input behind the but scenes. But he's LeBron James. But anyway, I thought that the idea of empowering Carl Anthony Towns was a good idea. Like the, like the right first step. And right now, I think I was 1,000% wrong. So, all right, let me throw a different theory at you guys. Because... A lot of people look like idiots when it comes to Carl Anthony Towns and I mean, his I presence as the leader of this team. I don't keep track of this stuff, but did somebody like a year and three weeks ago come into town saying that these very things that we now are recognizing well, you as wanted problems to trade with him. Cat, you wanted to trade him. problems with Cat? You wanted to trade him, and I still don't want to. Tra- I don't think trading him is the answer. I think trading him is basically sinking your ship. Well... The training him thing was just a byproduct of what I was saying, which is that Cat, while he has all the physical tools and ability that any basketball player could ask for, he lacks a mental toughness and a killer instinct. He just does. But you agreed with us, or at least with me, that, and again, we were probably wrong now in retrospect, that the Embiid fight was a good first step towards, yeah, or, or not fight, that was, scuffle. That's fool's gold. Okay, I, I think even I think even Cat was buying his own BS at that point. Remember at the start of the season, and they were coming off the Bahamas trip, and yeah. everybody loved each other, and we're we're not those Timberwolves anymore who you can just bully and push around. Like that was a good two weeks, Cat. That was that was fun. It has to last a season, or you know maybe string together a few or, or seasons five. of that. Yeah, <laughs> that was all a bunch of BS. That was fool's gold. That Cat was trying to sell us, and maybe at the time was trying to sell himself. I think you just nailed it. We're talking about a guy who is supremely physically talented, and if you just look at his numbers, it's 26 and it's 12 rebounds and four and a half assists, and he shoots 40% from three, and it's everything on paper says, oh my God, like seven-footer who's putting up these numbers? This is historically unprecedented in the NBA. Mm -hmm. But whether it's through his own wiring as a human or whether it was the two and a half years he spent being browbeaten by Jimmy Butler and and Tom Thibodeau very at a very impressionable age and point in his career, there's a little bit of imposter syndrome there. I mean, it's the, it's sort of the same thing that I incorrectly put on the San Francisco 49ers where he's got all the numbers and he's got all the he's got all the averages and he's and he looks the part, but he doesn't have the reference points to be truly confident. And that's what actually that's what makes Kobe Bryant so amazing that at 17 years old Kobe Bryant walked into a locker room and was like, "I'm the man." And uh, I'm going to lead this thing. 
and y'all can go bleep yourselves if you're not going to get up at 2 in the morning with me. Carl Anthony Towns doesn't have that aspect of the personality that you need to lead this team. So I think the next best step here, if he doesn't have it on his own, how do you how do you either get a little bit more out of him or how do you structure this thing so that you're at least putting him in the best spot to succeed and you're building this team in the way that it needs to be built? And I think the answer is you have one last road here before you have to really think about cutting bait and trading at some point, just for the you know the long term health of the franchise. Can you put someone next to him? Is D'Angelo Russell this guy? Can you put someone next to him that he feels like okay, like we can play off of each other and we to get like I don't have the ability to lead this thing because I don't really know what I'm doing because I I haven't won enough games and I was I was yelled at for two and a half years by Tom Thibodeau. But if you and me together can co-found this thing and tackle this thing, then we know then then we can take this thing to new heights. Is D'Angelo Russell that tag team partner? that can get the most out of Carl Anthony Towns? Because I, I guarantee you that Andrew Wiggins is not. And I guarantee you that Carl Anthony Towns probably feels stuck with Andrew Wiggins as the $30 million sidekick right now. Could extraction of Andrew Wiggins be something that vaults Carl Anthony Towns I'm, in I'm, a way? First of all, I'm done making excuses for Carl Anthony Towns. That Jimmy Butler browbeat him. And while some of this stuff may be true, you've been in the league now five years, dude. You're a grown man. You have as much physical ability and tools as anybody in this league. At some point, you just have to take it upon yourself and say, "Get on the train or get left behind," because I'm the conductor. I don't, I don't, I don't know a lot about D'Angelo Russell. Very skilled, very talented player. I think he makes you better from a skill standpoint. When you look at the roster with D'Angelo Russell added, it's better than it is without D'Angelo Russell. Beyond that, I can't. I can't necessarily say that D'Angelo Russell is the answer because is he the guy that people will follow? Because Cat is not. Cat is not that dude. Cat shrivels up. Cat shrinks in the big moments. His team was blowing a 27-point lead, and he showed zero fight or fire. Zero. As the face of this franchise, as that dude of the Minnesota Timberwolves, showed nothing. That, to me, was the moment rouse out on Cat as that dude. As the guy who's going to lead. As the guy who people will follow. D'Angelo Russell is a good basketball player, but will he set the tone? Will he be the guy who says, not on my watch, when you're in the middle of blowing a 27-point lead? He doesn't strike me as that guy. I use the Batman and Robin analogy all the time. I thought Carl Anthony Towns was Batman. And you need to go out and find a Robin. And this offseason, when the D'Angelo Russell rumors first started up, I thought that might be your Robin. It looks to me now like if you go get D'Angelo Russell, you have two Robins and no Batman. That doesn't work. Robin and Robin doesn't work. The Joker beats that every time. It's a lot of yellow capes. Too. Yes. Just a lot. But it's two good buddies. It's two good buddies, and that looks like what they're doing. Now, now here, here's the thing. There's two things about this that frighten me. One from Cat's perspective and one from um, Rosas's and the organization's perspective. The Cat one is, I can say with certainty, the Cat is regressing as a person like this is not 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 only is he not maturing this is going backwards now which is really frightening the other thing that's an organizational concern to me is this one okay the timberwolves breaking news here stink like they're awful they, they have two combined losing streaks i think now that get you to 23 games basically since december one right 
And yet we are sitting here and seeing credible people in the NBA world tweet and report on a daily basis about this basically what looks like frenzied pursuit of Russell as if he is the final piece to a championship puzzle. And what scares me about this is for as much as I was previously in favor of empowering Cat, this feels like some type of last gasp to get Cat his buddy. I, I'm not. I'm not talking about an, a, a one A and one B great tandem of players. I'm talking about a buddy, a friend. Like Carl is desperate. I got to get somebody here. I got to get some because is there anybody in this room who believes that by two o'clock on Thursday afternoon, if you trade for Russell, that he's going to walk in and the Timberwolves are going to start? Winning games right and left? No, but but he's but he's a better piece than Wiggins. Sure, sure he is. But the frenziedness of, of this pursuit and the amount of reports we're seeing, they create a picture of we got to do something, we got to do something, we got to do something. That type of of move in that type of environment to me screams of complete desperation that I would put a stop to and be like, whoa, 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 what are we doing here? But I think I think they should be desperate. I think the the clock is ticking. On one of the most talented players in the NBA, and I think, okay, we all agree that he's not Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, alpha, lead a franchise, be the centerpiece for a championship team. And that's really unfortunate because you thought that that's what he was going to be a few years ago. But that doesn't mean he can't be an unbelievably valuable piece to something that you build on. So I think there's a middle ground here between, well, the guy's not the the 1A, you know, Tim Duncan personality and... And grinder type, so that like you just have to trade him. No, I think I think the middle ground is okay. Well, how can you build around him, and how can you add pieces that complement him and that make this thing better? And I think, and because he's under contract for only four more years, and like really the, the trade clock starts ticking two years from now, I think they should be desperate to shake this thing up. You don't lose twelve games in a row twice in a season and just sort of sit back and well, I mean we can. Like there comes a point where tanking is good. Definitely, you want to lose a bunch of games so you can get a high draft pick, but you also don't want to just drive all of these dudes insane and into the ground. You have to build on something at some point, and but so what, I think they should be desperate to shuffle this roster. Yes. First of all, when you're dealing from desperation, you're never dealing from a position of power, and you usually usually lose those negotiations. And right now, when you talk about acquiring D'Angelo Russell, the Twins are all are the Twins. I just did a Twins show with Derek. I'm still my head's still there. Can he pitch? Uh, he can't. I don't think so. Darn. Doesn't, doesn't have the killer mentality. The the Wolves are already not in a position of power because the Warriors know how badly you want D'Angelo Russell, and they know that you really don't want those draft picks coming up this year because it's it's not a strong draft. It's kind of a weak draft this season. So they know they're dealing from a position of power. Now you add in desperation, and you're really about to get fleeced in this trade. Garrison Rosas is a really smart guy, but the factors we're talking about here lead to you not ending up on the better end of that deal. But also, what are you building around? What are you what are you building for? This is like, would you say let's say you're you're in a relationship, right? Young love. And you you think you're going to be together forever. Let's build a house. And then you start to see things in that other person. And you're not so sure that they're the person who you want to spend the rest of your life. Are you still building that house? You still going to build that house because we're already in the process of building the house, and well, we're sort of desperate at this point. But I know we'll find somebody else to live in that house with us. Okay, but like 
but you're looking for you're looking for 15 guys to live in this house. That's how many people are on an NBA roster. Okay. Are you saying that you don't want Carl Anthony Towns to be one of the 15 people nope. living in this house for the next five years? I do, but what I'm saying is I'm not going to make a, a complete desperation move by Thursday because of because I I got to sit down with this kid and find out what's going on first. I mean, this is not to me. I've got to know it's more than than obtaining a player who I think we all think is pretty good, right? But he's and, yeah, D'Angelo he's, D'Angelo Russell. He's a nice player, right? He's a better player than Andrew Wiggins. Sure. he's a better competitor than Andrew Wiggins. But he's not. But but it's not. But this is not like a playoff run type of trade. And I got to figure out what's wrong. Something's wrong with the kid right now. Well, let's okay. Let's. Reckless speculation. Let's throw this out because this is this is where we've gotten to here. This is this is part one of a two part who says no series here on Mackie and Joe with Rami today. We'll probably get to the other one later because it's Vikings related. And Mike Greenberg from ESPN's Get Up joins us in about twelve minutes from now, and we will call him to the carpet. We will call him to the carpet for stealing one of our segments flat out on Get Up and talk Viking stuff with them. There might be a fight. We'll see. We the- talked. We talked to him earlier. Jeb was uh, was out at Lou Nanny's doing a doing a podcast for tonight seven o'clock Judd's hockey show. Good so Jeb burger, wasn't part of this. Mm, delicious turkey burger. But this is from Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN.com, about uh, two hours ago. The Timberwolves are orchestrating multi-team trade discussions with Houston and Atlanta in hopes of ultimately turning discussions into a four-way deal that brings Golden State guard D'Angelo Russell to Minnesota. League sources told ESPN. So. The Timberwolves are the straw that stirs a four-team trade drink here, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. And by the way, the, the 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 Timberwolves probably have a better shot at making all this stuff work under the cap because they hired the guy who created the ESPN trade machine that ESPN has been using all day to come up with trade possibilities. The Wolves, Rockets, and Hawks have the assets to fulfill some of each team's goals. Robert Covington to Houston, Clint Capella to the Hawks, and potentially two first-round picks and an expiring contract to Minnesota, league sources said. Also worth noting, Golden State and Houston are both looking to get under the luxury tax, and this the framework of this deal would get both of those teams under the luxury tax. And so for Minnesota, the potential draft assets they acquire in this trade would be useful in talks with Golden State on a Russell trade or elsewhere in deals at the trade deadline or the offseason. There's also a version of this trade that sends Andrew Wiggins to Golden State along with two first-round picks. So here's here's the speculation. You want reckless speculation? Oh, you know this ain't gonna happen. How about yeah. reckless trade speculation? Alright. Who says no? The Timberwolves trade Andrew Wiggins and first-round picks in the upcoming draft, 2020 draft. So two first-round picks? And a 2022 first-round pick. And let's just say for the sake of this, this is where it gets a little bit dicey. Like, if they if they get a first-round pick or two in this three-way deal before Golden State's involved, let's say they trade Robert Covington to Houston and they get, in return, mm-hmm. a first-round pick or two. Now, they've let's say they've got a couple late first-round picks and then they've got at least one early first-round pick based on their record. They're 20 games under five hundred so far. Okay. So the, part of the discussion here is, it would Golden State be demanding your 2020 lottery pick, your potential like and, top five pick? And, and we that, don't know. And that that's the report though that they are right the, now demanding. The that. Ringer said that that they want that pick unprotected. 
And so that's what they have to figure out. But yep. so let's let's just say Andrew Wiggins mm-hmm. and two rock solid first round picks in the next three years for D'Angelo Russell. Would you guys do it? Andrew Wiggins and two first round picks. You know what? Right now, no. I'm I sorry. I don't think I do. I wouldn't do it. No, I, to, I, to I, I, I pull the trigger. To I what end? To what, what's the end result? The, the end Let's result. Say that the works end. out the best that it possibly could. What's the end result that you envision? Your team is better, uh-huh. and you have. You're not just going. I think part of. I think. I feel like the impasse here in this room right now is you guys are like, well, if you make this trade, you're not going to be competing on a championship level. So what's the point? Well, you're not. If, okay, let's say you blow it all up or you trade Carl Anthony Towns. You're not just going to like automatically get the next LeBron James, and then your franchise is saved. The majority of the time, and this is how Golden State built it, this is how most teams that don't get lucky and draft Michael Jordan or LeBron James do it. You go brick by brick by brick, and then maybe maybe one of these players gets you three years down the road, and then you trade him, and then you get an asset over here. That's how the Celtics built it. That's how most teams build their... That's how Golden State built their dynasty. Yep. Golden State didn't just like get lucky and, oh, we got LeBron James number one overall. You have to take steps to make your I team need better. To fi- I need to do a, more of an internal audit of my own house to figure out what's wrong with my best player because I'm convinced something is really wrong here. What if, what if what's really wrong is very obvious? What if he hates one of his main coworkers? What if, like, what if he loves Andrew Wiggins as a person? But my God, you know what? I just don't want to go Get, to work every you know day what? over I, it. I got to work with him then because I got rid of Butler. Which, by the way, I was on board with personally. But you can't continue now to come to me. You, this is your team. Like, no matter what team I give you now, control it. If you can't do that, then I'm not going to. You can't run to to Dad every single time and say, "Now trade this guy." No, I don't like. I don't like Jeff Teague. Okay, we traded him. I don't like Andrew. Okay, we traded. You know, I can't do that every time. Jimmy picks on, on me, which I think Jimmy was out of line, and I was on board. But at some point in time, I got to draw the line and say, "I've empowered you." It would be like every time I had a problem, Phil, if I came to you and I was like, "I don't want to cover the game tonight because I don't feel so good." You think I should cover the game tonight? Grow up, make decisions, man. You know, if somebody comes into the office and punches me, I'm going to go to my superiors and be like, "I got punched." Well, that's if, what if, that's what Butler did. If it's Rami, don't come to me because he did predict that and write that down. He would punch well, you in I'll, the neck at some and point. Then this year. And then I'll drop him, and it'll be a goalie <laughs> fight, like what, what happened with, with the Oilers and Flames. But but at some but at some point, man, I need you to take control of things. Like I'm empowering you. But here's here's a, but and I don't I don't disagree with anything. I, I think like we, how does how does and how does not liking Andrew Wiggins or not liking working with Andrew Wiggins, how does that make you disappear in in the midst of your team blowing a twenty seven point lead? It doesn't. But Andrew Wiggins shipwrecking your and offense way, and defense for Andrew five Wiggins years, having the game of his career basically during the, in in the midst of that, while you're blowing that lead, Andrew Wiggins is actually having a really damn good game. But this isn't like blame it on Andrew Wiggins. This isn't like this isn't the black and white conversation that. You guys are having right now. What you're you're saying that it's zero sum. That well, that you, if you're blaming things on Andrew Wiggins, then it means that that you're clueless. And what I'm saying is, I agree. There are things that Carl Anthony Towns deserves criticism for, and there are things that he's showing in this losing streak and over the last three months that raise red flags about his ability to be the leader of a franchise that aspires to do things in the playoffs. I agree with all those things, but. If the goal is to make the environment better for him and to create a better environment to win games, 
extracting the guy who shipwrecks you night after night with his mostly lazy style of play, with his inefficient offense, and with his ho-hum attitude about putting in the work necessary, getting that guy out of the mix probably lets everyone breathe a little easier and maybe have a better chance of reaching their full potential. I honestly think, and I don't have a, I don't have inside information here, I think Andrew Wiggins has been driving Carl Anthony Towns nuts as a co-worker for five years. And that's part of it. Does now, does, now, should you get over it, and should you be a better pro and be a better leader? Yes, I agree with all those I, things. I feel like if I do this, it's only a matter of time before he comes back to me again and wants somebody else traded because he can't deal with that player. It's a never-ending cycle. And and plus, here's my question, too. None of this stops Cat from playing defense, which he seemingly just quit doing. So, no, I got to... If I'm Gerson and Ryan, I got to sit him down. I got to sit Cat down and say... Dude, we got to talk here. Well, dude, if, but one more thing on D'Angelo. If D'Angelo makes the team better because he's a better player, if D'Angelo makes the chemistry better because him and Towns have a good relationship, it's a win. Do you think, it, first of all, are we on the same page that right now, today, Cat is not Batman? Agreed. Do you agree with me on right that? Right now, today, he's not Batman. Do you think Batman. acquiring D'Angelo Russell and making Cat happy turns him into Batman? No, it doesn't. So what did we solve? So don't do anything? So don't try to make the team better? Or So don't try to get a good player on the roster? No, here's where I'm at. you got to go find Batman. And if you can find Batman and put him next to Carl Anthony Towns, great. If you got to trade Carl Anthony Towns to get Batman, that's fine too. But what if, okay, what if you have two Robins? Let's say you bring in, so we all agree that Andrew Wiggins is not the a Joker Robin. The Joker is right? laughing at you right now. But let me go, let mm-hmm. me go down this path. The so, Penguin. Laughing at you. Is the Riddler laughing too? Riddler's Riddler's laughing. What about Two Face? Two Face thinks this is hilarious. He's just flipping a coin and (laughs) laughing at you the whole time. Yeah, then murdering people. Exactly. Cold blood. Right. Just ridiculous. But would we agree that they only have what's the what's the? It's not Marvel. What's the other one of all the DC? They've they've only got one DC character on their roster right now, right? Mm -hmm. Carl Anthony. Batman is DC. And Robin is DC too. They're both DC. So they never right. Right. Okay. okay, don't worry about it. Justin. So they only we have one this. Robin because uh-huh. Wiggins is not a Robin. Wiggins is one of those like Joker's cronies guys who comes in and gets mm-hmm. you know punched out by Batman. Wow. Yeah. I guess. Kablam. Okay. <laughs> well, that's 1960s Batman. <laughs> We're trying to loop you back into. Thank you. That's a little NBC <laughs> Batman. Adam Westbrook Ward. Stick with us here. In living color. Yeah. All right. If you acquire D'Angelo Russell, uh-huh. then you can spend. The next year and a half, trying to figure out, can you make it work with these two as your centerpieces? And if not, you get to choose which Robin you want to keep and trade the other one for assets that could lead you to a Batman. It's not always, well, if this move doesn't put you in the spot that you want to be in in five years, then you shouldn't make it. It's a move that gets you another in his prime asset, and you can figure out what you have in the next year, just like you've done with Carl But I can also go and try and make this trade in July as well. Like this trade is not dead. No, but I mean, if you can like, if you can figure out, if you can get half the season to figure out what these guys look like together and how they play and what they're like in a room and what they're like as leaders, etc. If you can learn more about them for the next three or four months, pull the trigger and make it happen. It's possible that this. I mean, look at the Rockets, for instance. All right, well, let's we got let's make the trade for James Harden. Okay, that's great. Uh, eventually, they add Chris Paul. They make it pretty far. Almost win a championship. Okay, Chris Paul. Uh, let's see. He's getting a little bit older. Let's pivot off of him. Move over to Russell Westbrook. Like you, it's it's a moving. Unless you have LeBron or Kobe or Michael Jordan, 
It's mm-hmm. a living organism, and if you can make it better, you should make it better, and then and then figure out the next step in six months from now. Maybe That's where I'm just, at with this. Maybe you just have more patience than me, man. I'm <laughs> I'm about out of patience when it comes. You see, to I think too. patience is the absolute key here, and and I am not pro trading towns. I I think trading towns is just basically that's it. Then, like, what's your next step? You're not going to get you're going to get bodies back. You're not going to get quality back that that's going to come close to replacing his potential. No, if you trade towns, you're you're aiming for the number one overall pick. Yeah, and I'm not doing that. What I what I'm doing is I'm showing more patience by saying we got to figure this thing out right now. But before we go out and try and solve what is obviously a monstrous problem. If I'm Gerson, I'm going to sit there the entire year, and at the end of it, I'm going to evaluate and start from there. I'll tell you what there there is some there is some silver lining in this. The fact that the Timberwolves are the team that's aggressively initiating and trying to orchestrate a four team complicated trade, whether it works or not, because they got trade tracker guy. I love the fact that their front office is like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and we're gonna be aggressive, and we're gonna be the ones leading this. Because ordinarily, when the Timberwolves are involved in a four team trade, it's like. Three in their prime superstars go to other teams, and the Wolves are like expiring contract landing spot. Oh, cool! We get uh, Antoine Walker's dead carcass for that was the, the next tr- year and a half. Trade with the Hawks, right? The Jeff Teague trade. Yes, they just basically got. Hey, we got a guy with expiring contract. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, well, we have we have another one of these who says no scenarios, Vikings related that we'll get to later on in the show. Mm. And tweet us your thoughts. We will we'll buzz through, and we're always following. At Score North, at Jay Zolgat, at Rami is tweeting at Phil Mackey during the show and uh, in, in during off hours. Do you think Carl Anthony Towns is Batman, Robin, or some other superhero character? Tweet us at Score North, at Phil Mackey, at Jay I'm Zolgat. I'm so disappointed at Rami right now. Is tweeting. I'm so disappointed Why? right now because I expected more from him. I really did. I thought that this kid has the potential to be special. He's just not mature enough. I know, but it's so tough to watch. And he's it, not mature enough, man. And, and they basically, but we. I feel stupid because we urged them to give him the keys to this car, and they're like, okay, cool. They threw him the keys, and right now he's gotten 18 tickets. Yeah. He's and just also, like, the mature thing, like, dude, I know the age. I know the I know the number next to Carl Anthony Towns when we look at his age. Play that Beaumont. Jonathan, do you have that Beaumonti clip? Can you play that real quick? Tell me a player who in year five that you could win a championship by building around whose team is the second worst in the West. You can I'm stop not even right saying there. that with him they should. Year five. Year five in the NBA. Dude, if you haven't shown it by now, you're not going to show it. And if that's the Timberwolves' fault, then they've, ju- then they've just wrecked this dude. But by year five, we know who you are. Carl Anthony Towns doesn't have the fight. He doesn't have the tenacity. He doesn't have the will to win that leaders of NBA locker rooms and floor generals have. He just doesn't. And if you think he's going to grow that muscle now, good luck, and I admire your optimism. It's year five. Year five of this dude. He should have figured that part of it out by now. That's all I'm saying. That's Rami. You can follow him. At Rami is tweeting. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. ESPN's Mike Greenberg. That's right. The segment thief himself is going to join us when we come back here to the TCL studios where we've got a couple 55-inch TCL 4K Roku TVs in here. And sometimes we even have Wolves games on here. You know, when the Wolves are down by 20 points and Towns is complaining to officials and not being a leader. Yeah, we see those. We see those games on these TVs in here. You can stop into any major local retailer in the Twin Cities and you can find out for yourself. Test drive one, so to speak. Why TCL TVs are the best for cord cutters. They're the best for picture quality, 
as a recent cord cutter myself. It's been about, I don't know, three, three and a half weeks or so now. YouTube TV and 5,000 other streaming channels are just amazing. You just get... You get this menu, and if you even if you have cable or satellite, you get a menu of all your streaming channels, and then one button toggle over to your cable satellite options. It's very easy to navigate. Any major local retailer in the Twin Cities, you can find out why TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand in TCLUSA.com, Judley. It gives me a chance to talk to you about my friend Jason Walgrave, the Walgrave Real Estate Group, and their guaranteed sale program. And if you are looking to sell your home this spring, Jason and his team will guarantee the sale of your home when you list with the Walgrave Real Estate team. What does that mean? Okay, let's say I'm an NBA player, okay? Trade deadline on Thursday. I got a nice, nice house. Real nice house. And I get traded Golden State, and oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What's my what's my first move? i tell you what my first move is. I'm going to call my friend Jason and the Walgrave Real Estate team, and you know what they're going to do? They're going to provide me with a guaranteed, a guaranteed sale. Now, I might call somebody else in this town, maybe somebody real popular, and he might say, i got a guaranteed offer for you. Jason's going to say, why? Guaranteed offer? I've got a guaranteed sale of your home. Stress gone. I go to Golden State. Guaranteed sale of my home. My home sells here. I am happy. And now you're saying, Judd, this sounds enticing. What do I do? It's this simple. Go to jasonsguarantee.com and click on the guaranteed sale button to learn how the program works. jasonsguarantee.com. Click on that guaranteed sale button. Everybody, whether you're an NBA player or not, will be happy that you did. Jonathan here with the Score North download. We'll get you back to all of the Wolves' reckless speculation in just a moment. But first, I want to let you know about a couple things coming up on the calendar here. You can join Score North at the 2020 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show Friday, February 21st through Sunday, February 23rd. Your tickets include gate admission, 14 free green fee passes, plus seven bonus greens fee passes with advanced purchase, courtesy of TwinCitiesGolf.com, and one free polo shirt. Tickets and more information over at ScoreNorth.com, keyword golf. Also, you can join Minnesota United FC for their third annual boot soccer tournament this year on the Great Lawn over at Allianz Field this Sunday, February 9th. For more details or to register your team, visit scorenorth.com, keyword boot. Now back to your home of reckless speculation, Mackie and Joe Dothrami. Reckless speculation. Bill tweets into the show, you hate Wiggins so much you want to trade him and two lottery picks for basically himself statistically and you call it a building move. D'Angelo Russell is better than Andrew Wiggins. He has a better motor than Andrew Wiggins. I'm not saying that he's Kobe in his prime, but he's a better player than Andrew Wiggins. The funny thing is with this potential trade here, if you had to give up two first-round picks and Andrew Wiggins to get D'Angelo Russell, you'd basically be giving up one first-round pick for D'Angelo Russell and then another first-round pick handcuffed to Andrew Wiggins just to get rid of Andrew Wiggins. Think about that for a second. That's what those two first-round picks are for. One's for D'Angelo Russell, one's attached to Wiggins to get rid of him. Are you going to give up your 2020 first-round pick if you're the Wolves unprotected? So it'd be like a top five pick. So no protections whatsoever. That's what If it's protected, I probably consider it much more so. Unprotected, I don't think I can do it. Now, I would be getting, I'd have to go look and see here, but I I think you'd be getting the Rockets 2020 first-round pick. So you'd be getting another first-rounder, but later in the first round. Right. If I thought if I, if I thought this was a weak enough draft and I'd rather just take a stab in 2021, I would do it. I would do it. Like you can't just keep running it back with 
You can't keep Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns but, on the same roster for that but, money for the next I'm four Gerson, years. But if I'm Gerson, I'm in year one. I got I I have to evaluate here. It's not like I, I'm in no rush here, and I've got to find out. I, I honestly think the most important thing is finding out what's going on with Cat, because I it, it's getting to the point now with Cat where it's always something. Not happy with Jimmy. He's not happy with Jeff Teague. He's not happy with this or that. So this to me is far more about about evaluation of my own personnel right now. And look, there might come a time in the next couple of years where Cat's like, I'm done here. But I don't think how this season plays out is going to to make him say, I'm done after year one of the contract. And then we've got an entire summer in which to operate. But but like tr- trading Carl Anthony Towns for anything less than dollar for dollar, if you have to trade that guy for 50 cents on the dollar yeah, because you're sick of him complaining to officials and talking about being disrespected, then that is that is an idiotic thing no. to do. I would start exploring trading him now before the rest of the league recognizes what we're recognizing at this point. That the dude is a really impressive box score and not much else. But that trade, I think that trade is more impactful if you have D'Angelo Russell, if you have D'Angelo Russell and you feel like, listen, we're going to put both of them together for a little while, but our intention is to leverage one of them, Carl Anthony Towns, for actual assets that can bring back a Batman of some kind. That's why like, I, I'm not putting them on the same team and making that trade as an end game. I'm putting them on the same team as the next step to get better and to get more assets. So that's where I'm at with it. I, and, see, I see the route you're taking. I definitely do. I'd... I, I don't I, maybe I don't have the patience that you do, and maybe I maybe I'm just out on cat. I'm not willing to admit that just yet, but maybe I'm out on cat. Well, I'm not trading him yet. I'm not exploring that. Chad, I, I Chad, can't do that. Chad tweets in and says, "Cat is Robin, D'Angelo Russell is Nightwing, and Wiggins is some guy dressed up walking around Hollywood as a superhero." <laughs> Remember in the Dark Knight? Remember That's in the Dark Knight good. when guys were just dressing up as Batman and going out and fighting crime and getting their asses kicked? That's Wiggins. That's Wiggins right now. You know what? That might be Cat right now. I'm not going to lie. That's more Cat. Dressed as Batman? He yeah. looks like Batman, but is it? Yeah, because because if we're being truthful about this, Andrew's just staying home. He's not going out. He's just staying home. Hey, Jonathan. Like, I'm good. Jonathan just DM'd us a tweet here. Can you explain what this is? Jonathan. So this and then is we'll get to from Mike Greenberg here. The columnist who covers the Bay Area the Bay Area Athletics for the Athletic. And he tweets out, Time to start scrubbing your old Wiggins tweets. This was three months ago. Reckless speculation. Okay. Is that to say that I don't know. But Wiggins say. is going Wait. to Golden State and he's he gonna get say. better That's or all he this says. is a reporter? Yeah. Verified and everything. I love, okay, we've gotten to the greatest place of all time. The reckless speculation where credible reporters are now being cryptic. Yeah, he says time. So this, so, dude, wrote, this dude wrote a Kevin Durant. Yeah, this is Marcus Thompson biography. from The Athletic. Yeah. Okay. Time to start scrubbing your old Wiggins tweets. But can somebody. Is he saying that Wiggins. This is this like a parlay? Is he saying Wiggins is coming to Golden State and you better start scrubbing those tweets because he's going to be awesome with Golden State? Is that, is that, that's what that's how I interpret this. I mean, it at least sounds like he thinks Andrew Wiggins is Golden State bound, doesn't it? Reckless speculation. I don't know if he's calling his shot that Andrew Wiggins is going to be. <laughs> I love the how next we're, trying, thing. we're trying to interpret it, but that sure sounds like he thinks Andrew Wiggins is headed Dude, for Golden State. You know what would just be the ultimate Wolves thing? You make this trade, four All team the trade emojis on this one. Four team trade, Thanks, scholar. 
Wiggins goes to Golden State. You get your D'Angelo Russell asset back. D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns don't work out, and you wind up trading everything away. And Wiggins becomes the player that he should have become five years ago under the Golden State umbrella. I don't care. That would be the ultimate Timberwolves. It's not going to happen here. It's not going to happen here. Totally agree. Again, I'll go back to the relationship analogy. That's like breaking up with a girl or a guy who's got problems and they figure out those problems and go on to live happily ever after. Find a therapist. With some other significant other. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen with you, dude. Don't, don't. Hey, I told her to go to therapy. I don't know. <laughs> I, told, I told him to go find a shooting coach. Don't, don't look back. You did the right thing. It wasn't going to happen with you. She found happiness Andrew elsewhere Wiggins. and that was always going to be the case. At center court with the LOB. Think about it for dude, a second. Oh, my God. Always knew I'd get the LOB. Carl Anthony Towns, when they eventually pull the plug on that and trade him somewhere else, he will probably go somewhere else and be Kevin Love, and you'll see him holding up a trophy. Oh, he easily easily could. Yeah. Make this trade happen. Wiggy guy would be absolutely shocked. That's why I was joking. You You guys are also vastly underestimating the potential value of just getting rid of Andrew Wiggins. Just get just getting rid of Phil, a we, sloth-like player. We how many? We said that about Butler, and we said that about. I'm just. That, I'm tired of that because I'm not sure now. Well, getting rid of Butler is, is far different than getting rid of Wiggins. Right, I mean, but we're always saying the Wolves, the Wolves need to get rid of this guy. The Wolves need to get rid of that guy, and they do it, and they do it, and they do it, and we still end up back here. So we're gonna scoop session with Doogie here in about 15 minutes. But earlier today, when Judd was at Lou Nanny's doing. Judd's Hockey Show, which you can find at 7 o'clock tonight and anywhere you find podcasts, the Score North app, Apple Spotify. A lot of reckless trade speculation, by the way. Oh, love it. Injected all Louis of it. was great. But Rami and I sat down and we chatted with our friend Mike Greenberg from Get Up on ESPN. And uh, we waited toward the end, but we called him on the carpet. Here's our conversation with Greeny. <laughs> and Mike Greenberg, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, Greeny is uh, the host of Rami and I's favorite show now in the mornings, Get Up, 7 to 9 Central Time on ESPN. And, uh, Greeny, welcome back to the show. We really appreciate you taking some time, man. Always a pleasure. Good to talk to you guys. So we had a discussion on yesterday's show. You know, we're sort of, we're, we're, we're trying to learn things on behalf of the Vikings here in Minnesota based on what we saw with the Chiefs and the 49ers. So with how much money quarterbacks make now, and even if you're an average quarterback, you take up a huge percentage of the salary cap, with how much money quarterbacks make and with how many mobile quarterbacks are taking over the league, what do you do? If you're a GM right now, what do you do with with pocket passers like Kirk Cousins? I mean, what do you, how do you think strategies are changing right now in front offices based on what we're seeing with the Chiefs and other teams? It's a good question. Um, I do not believe that the day has come where a pocket passer cannot succeed in the NFL. I do think that the added dimension that a lot of the more mobile quarterbacks give you um, has become very much in vogue, and it just stands to reason that so long as the additional running doesn't lead to injury, that it just adds a dimension to the offense. But I don't think it is um, a deal-breaker, which is to say I, I still believe that if you have a good offense and you have a good quarterback running it, that the quarterback run doesn't necessarily have to be a feature of it. I, I don't believe that the Vikings' biggest problem this year was that Kirk Cousins can't run. Um, and I, 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 candidly, I think that if the Vikings had had a couple of things break their way. The schedule, I think, did not. The last time that I was on your show, we were talking in between the New Orleans game and the San Francisco game. Uh, candidly, the schedule just, I think, was completely unfair in that circumstance. You're talking about playing an overtime road game late in the day Sunday, turning around, then going on the road long way out to the West Coast on a short week. 
I, I don't know that any team was going to win in that circumstance. Um, so this is a long answer to a short question. I, it's, it's a reasonable question. I do think that if you look at the most effective quarterbacks in the NFL right now, most of them do add the dynamic um, of being able to run for first downs and being able to elude trouble. But I don't think it is a prerequisite. And I do not, as I, as I sit back and look at the Vikings right now, I don't think Kirk Cousins not being especially mobile is, um, is a death knell. I, I, I don't think it means they cannot succeed. Isn't this kind of a trap that teams might fall into, though, Mike, with, with the evolution of the quarterback position, that teams, GMs, are, are going to go into the draft and say, I want the next Patrick Mahomes, or I want the next Lamar Jackson, or I want the next Deshaun Watson. And the reality is that those guys do a whole lot more well than just run real fast and be good athletes at the quarterback position. The, as as GMs sort of learn the ropes of of this new quarterback in the NFL, there's probably going to be a bunch of mistakes and a bunch of people falling into the trap of thinking they have the next Holmes or Watson or, or, or excuse me, Mahomes or Watson or Russell, but they're probably going to miss on that more times than not, don't you think? Sure. Uh, look, I mean, history tells you that they miss more times than not on quarterbacks anyway. It's the hardest thing to do is to get that right, and a big part of it is the circumstance. So I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes. He's the best player in the NFL. He may be the best player right now in American sports. At least uh, I, I would take his future over the future of any other player in American team sports right now. Um, but I do think that part of the success that he has had has come from the circumstances into which he entered, which were, in a word, perfect. He didn't come to a terrible team. He came to a good team that traded up to get him. He didn't have to play immediately. Everything was not placed on his shoulders Right away, he played one game as a rookie. He was drafted by an organization that is run by Andy Reid, who is legendary for being the, as good as a developing quarterback and designing offense and calling plays as any coach in recent NFL history, if not practically ever. So Patrick Mahomes came into the perfect situation, and of course he is the perfect player for it, so that's the perfect storm, and you have the situation you have, which is a guy who's trending towards having as good a career as we've ever seen. Um, but if he had been drafted number two overall by the Bears, as Mitchell Trubisky was, I'm, I'm not going to say that he wouldn't be better than Trubisky. Of course he would. Um, but do I think that they would have won the Super Bowl this year? Do I think that we would be talking about Mahomes as the best player in the world and, and, and wondering if he's going to be the best quarterback of all time? We probably wouldn't. So um, a lot of that is the circumstance that, that, um, that the players come into, and that's I think more young quarterbacks are ruined than are developed in the NFL, and I don't think that will change regardless of what their skill set is. Greeny, does this feel a little bit, it's a little apples to oranges, but does this feel a little bit like Michael Jordan, greatest of all time, and his career comes to an end, and then another one comes along here in LeBron James in the early 2000s, stylistically very different, but the debate still the same, who's the greatest of all time? I feel like... Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, stylistically very different, but we just go from one era to another, and then we let the debate rain on for 15 years. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, look, Brady is the is the is the. I use the the difference. The differentiation I use is greatest and best. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, and frankly, I don't think there's any real debate. Um, that doesn't mean he's the best. I, I've heard you could. Do you want to make an argument that at his apex, Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback you ever saw, or Dan Marino was the best quarterback you ever saw, or? You, know, you could probably put a lot of other people in there. That's fine. But the only, those, those things are all subjective. 
the only way to really measure someone's career in a, in, a, in a reasonable way is objectively to look at what that person accomplished. Tom Brady is, is by leaps and bounds, the most accomplished quarterback of all time. Um, Mahomes is trending in that direction. I mean, in, in basically two seasons as a starter, and he's currently 24 years old, he's been the league MVP. He's won a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. He threw 50 touchdowns as a rookie. He's thrown more touchdowns through the number of starts that he is at than any quarterback of all time. I mean, he's trending in that direction. But he has a long way to go before you can reasonably put him in a conversation with Tom Brady or a lot of other people, for that matter. There were a bunch of quarterbacks on the field Sunday night who were greater than Patrick Mahomes. And there were all those guys that were being honored on the 100th anniversary team, Peyton Manning and Brett Favre and Dan Marino and all those guys. They had greater careers. It's not fair to Mahomes. He's 24 years old. But Mahomes is on his way. I mean, that is for sure. You can't be off to a better start than Patrick Mahomes is off to. You bring up Tom Brady. We're talking with Mike Greenberg here of Get Up, who you can watch uh, weekdays 7 to 9 on uh, on ESPN. And he's obviously a free agent this year. He's left the door open for potentially leaving New England. The Raiders, according to Adam Schefter, uh, reportedly will will try and, and sign Tom Brady if he does hit the free agent market. And he's just one of a handful of quarterbacks, marquee quarterbacks in this league, Mike, who could potentially be on the move this offseason. Do you think this lives up to the hype that this NFL offseason could be, or do you think all the dominoes pretty much fall right where they lie right now? No, I, I don't think that at all. I I think it has to live up to the hype. I, I, if you're looking at Tom Brady, um, the people who know all tell me that they believe he's leaving New England. Well, right there, you have a seismic offseason unto itself. Um, Drew Brees seems to be indicating that he's leaning towards retirement. If so, that's a really good team with a hole at the quarterback position. Uh, does that mean that Teddy Bridgewater becomes a quarterback? If not, where does Teddy Bridgewater go? He's an intriguing possibility. Jameis Winston is a free agent, and down in, in Tampa, they have uh, given some indication that they're not convinced they're bringing him back. He's a fascinating guy, Jameis Winston. To me, I mean, Jameis Winston, look, every game he starts, might as well you might as well just put 14-14 on the scoreboard. He's going to throw two touchdowns to each team, and then let's see where it goes from there. But, but he's certainly someone worth keeping a, a close eye on. Um, and that's just a small handful of the guys – Ryan Tannehill is a free agent. Philip Rivers is a free agent. There are a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. I think it's going to be fascinating um, to see what happens over the next few weeks. And these are decisions that are getting made right now. Free agency begins officially in the middle of March. But the idea that these conversations aren't already taking place is ludicrous to me. So, um, you know, I, by the time, you know, if you look at the way NBA free agency worked out last year, by the time we went to sleep on the first night, basically everything had been decided. And I think in the NFL, it'll be the same way. I can't imagine these teams are standing pat and waiting to see where these dominoes fall. So I have to believe by the time we get to the, the beginning of March, all these decisions will have been made. We, we may not know what they are, but they're going to have been made. I think it's going to be a seismic offseason. And, um, you know, I think it's really good for the sport. I, I think it'll be an NBA-like offseason. All right, last thing for you here. So we have several different types of court on the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show. We've got hot take court. Uh, we've got Rami's court where we settle we settle disputes. We're going to play two clips of audio for you, and then we need your testimony. Okay, are you ready for these? I'm ready. Okay, this is the clip number one. is from just a few weeks ago. You'll hear a couple familiar voices, and it might sound ridiculous, but if you look at the places that might be interested in a quarterback, you know, if you look at the place that that he might have a real chance to win, I think might be Tampa. 
Reckless speculation. Right, we need to welcome Greeny to the club. That, yeah, was, that, was, that was a masterclass in speculation. He's part, he's part of the oh, brand yeah. now. That, yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and so we're going to do something here now, of which we are not proud. Uh, but it is a new segment. We're going to call this Reckless Speculation, because everyone's doing it, and it's too much fun not to take part in. And that is, let's just speculate about places that Brady might go, should he choose to leave New England. Do you have a few openings for producers on your show? Because we'd love, we'd, we would love to fly out and join you, Mike Greenberg. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I, I liked the, I, I liked the way that went. It, it's, I mean, in all candor, that's not the first time I've, I've heard it, but I did like it, and it did remind me that it's a very good device. Um, reckless speculation. See, here's what I like. I like reckless speculation. Strikes me as being very similar. Um, to plausible deniability. Um, it's well played. To be able to say something and then be able to say, well, I didn't really say that. I said it, but I didn't really mean it. Exactly. And reckless speculation sounds better than plausible deniability. So, yes, I will 100% give you guys credit because um, it was an idea that came to me after having talked to you about it. Um, so, yes, you 100% get the credit for that on our show. And for the record, we haven't done it again, but it is something that I would like to do again. Um, and and I will do my best to make sure you guys get credited for it the next time we do it, because it is a very good idea. Mike, the pro that you are, you just left the window open for plausible deniability on these accusations that we're making right now by saying it's not the first time on our show that you came across the reckless speculation bit. I can't even I can't even argue with it. I took issue with it in the immediate aftermath, but like you said, plausible de- deniability, you left the window open, sir, and that's why you are the pro that you are, and we watch you every weekday. Reckless speculation. Here's what I'm counting on. The next time you guys have me on, I'm depending upon the fact that you're going to have a segment called Plausible Deniability. You can count on it. <laughs> you can count on it. <laughs> we'll see how that one goes. That is Mike Greenberg, the host of Get Up on ESPN, 7 to 9 Central Time every single morning, and we'll do it again sometime. All right, Greeny. Thanks, man. My pleasure, guys. See you soon. All right. All right, and uh, we, we appreciate Greeny joining us, and we appreciate him coming clean there. At least coming clean like 75% of the way that he stole our segment and put it on national TV. He did leave the window open, like he said, for plausible deniability. Yeah. He did say that he's heard reckless speculation elsewhere. I don't believe that. Reckless speculation. Some people say Levitard does it, but I don't know if they've branded it like like we have. Yep, and it did show up the next day on Get Up after he was on with us. Mm-hmm. Like, if it had shown up a week after, I'd be like, oh, wow, good memory. Not only that, the segment debuted, and then he threw out an idea from the Tampa Bay radio show that he was on right before coming on our show. It was just... That's genius. Right? He was just making the rounds looking for ideas for his show. I'm very excited to watch Get Up tomorrow. Brilliant. We'll see what Some look for scoops. We have. Some just look for ideas for... Yeah, man. Also, a uh, little little breaking news there. Phil Mackey, that's right. Phil Mackey has taken a 3-1-1 to one to one lead in the good question. Based on that first question to Mike Greenberg. Well, congratulations. I would Running like, away with this, you guys. Come on, step your games up. I would like to say that after you admitted to uh, doing a write-that-down and then purposely having a remote at the Loon Stadium... That I am a little bit leery of your actions. Listen, don't hate the player. Like hate you, the game. Like it you, wasn't even that great a question. But yeah. here's what's weird. He books the he, he books the guests, right? And then the guest almost right off the bat was like, Great question. As if the guest was clearing <laughs> out what the guest had been told to yeah, do. Hold how, on a second. Learn how to Watch play this. the game. Learn how to play the it's game. It's sort of like this. That means a fastball is coming. 
Do you think that Mackey is the 2017 Astros, Rami? He might be. This thing might be rigged. Yeah. yeah. Unlike Major League Baseball, there's no rules. There's no rules. Step your games up. Come on. That's twice now. You said you have three? You have three, three right? to one to one. Now, there have probably Same. been a few where it was a good question and he didn't get the acknowledgement. Yes. But two out of the three that he has. Well, you were there. Our question, dude, he asked. I feel like two of the three were when I wasn't there to try. No, and... you were there for Sage. Wait, so if my border was when he I... asked Sage no. where Teddy Bridgewater will play step... football next no. year? I had stepped out to oh, come do vet right. line, yeah. and the next thing I know, you're like, he got a good question. Where so, will Teddy Bridgewater play football next year is not a great question. So, I'm sorry. So, John, John, then I'm going to talk to you here because these two are just want to know, but is it a great question? These guys are buying time. That's what it is. It's a buying time mechanism to answer questions. Let me ask this, Jonathan. Jonathan, if my if my borderline questions are still being received by our guests as being great questions or good questions, and these guys are complaining about that, and they can't score a point with any type of question, what does it say about these two as broadcast journalists? Okay, that's a good question. Thank you. But I think Judd is right. I think Judd is right that it's just (laughs) it's just a tool to buy more time while they think about your question. Hold on. Wait. 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 Did you just say? That a show that plays the reckless speculation sounder no fewer than eight times. Did you just say the words broadcast journalist? <laughs> Rami. No, I missed that. You're right. Rami Murrow. Right. Yeah. Ra- Rami Cronkite. <laughs> Where are your ethics? I don't have any. You're right. Speaking of, Doogie Cronkite joins us when we come back. Now, there is a journalist. And he will bring us all of the scoopage that he has on these Carl Anthony Towns... Discussions we've been having. Andrew Wiggins, trade rumors. D'Angelo Russell. What does Doogie know? He'll tell us when we come back here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami in the, in the uh, TCL studios. So coming up here in about a week and a half, uh, I'm going to do something that probably causes me to pass out halfway through. We are raising money for LLS of Minnesota, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Minnesota. We are looking to wipe out blood cancer. We're going to wipe out the same cancer that uh, my mom succumbed to two and a half years ago. 53 stories of stair climbing on February 15th with the proceeds benefiting LLS of Minnesota. You can either donate to Team Mackey at MackeyLLS.com and every dollar is appreciated. And We've already raised like $2,500 and the climb is still 10 days away. So just thank you so much to everybody who's donated so far. MackeyLLS.com or you can go a step further. You can actually join our team and climb those 53 stories of stairs with us. MackeyLLS.com to sign up. Promo code Mackie, M-A-C-K-E-Y, gets you on the team for just $20. And if you raise $100 for our team, you get to climb with us. Let's knock out blood cancers. MackeyLLS.com. Also, while we're here, let's talk about Dale Tondrick for a second here. Have you ever looked at your paycheck and thought, man, I pay a lot in taxes? And that's what happens sometimes with these NBA players. Well, I went from a, a state with with no income tax or no state tax and, uh, and now I'm going to Minnesota, for instance. Well, you've probably all done it. You've probably all looked at your paychecks. Well, we're actually in a pretty low set of tax brackets right now compared to uh, the history average. As recently as the 1980s, we had some folks subjected to a 70% tax rate. Well, you never know what's going to happen with tax rates. So we've got elections on the horizon, et cetera. So Dale Tondrick is here to help prepare you regardless of what the tax rates are. You want to make sure that as much money as possible is going to your retirement savings as opposed to going to the government. You can call Dale Tondrick, and he'll give you a free tax analysis and financial review 
at 952-401-1671. That's 952-401-1671. Or go to myinvestingcoach.com. Dale Tondrick spends his life thinking about how you can save money for retirement and call your shots later in life. Myinvestingcoach.com. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. All right, let's dive right in here from the TCL studios. Mackey and Jeb with Rami. And let's bring him in. He's over the hill now, officially. Darren Doogie Wolfson from 5 Eyewitness News and the Scoop Podcast. You're 40 years old now. Great birthday celebration a couple weeks ago. Thank you for being Welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. They say that 40 is the real F word. I can relate. Now, two weeks into my 40s, it feels different. How are you doing? Doing okay. You look like you're hanging in there. Yeah, I am. A little tired. Wait till 50. Oh, I can't wait, Judd. Wait, you're you're like more tired than you were at age 39? I don't know. It's all relative, Rami. Because I just turned 40. I noticed, like, really no... I do... I go to bed earlier, dude. I can't keep my eyes open past, like, 11 p.m. My stamina isn't what it used to be. Like, when I was in my 20s, in my partying prime, I could easily go until 3 in the morning. Like, the birthday party. That night, you know, we shut the place down. It was this local brewery. They're open until 11. We were there until maybe close to midnight. I hit a wall. Like, 12.30, 12.45. I was done. Like in my twenties, I would have been drinking until four or five in the morning. I can't do it guys, anymore. Man. I was never yeah, a party animal, but I was is. always a night owl. I was always a guy who would stay up to like one, two in the yeah. morning, just watching late night talk shows, whatever. I'd make it's like eleven o'clock rolls around. I'm like, I gotta get to sleep. <laughs> Wait till you're fifty. Ten, ten thirty, you're in bed. Well, I'd make fun of you guys as the young one in the room, but I'm I'm thirty four, going on ninety. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're domesticated. Did I see the other day on Twitter that you were going to Target? Like, you were wondering what time Target opens on a Sunday morning? That's hilarious. So you could go buy some sort of planter, and some that was, sort of and something? And that was at my suggestion, not the wife's, just oh, so you guys geez. know. So oh, I to get a house plant, too, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what it was, house plant. Dude, there is yeah. one plant in my house, and it was given to me as a housewarming gift by my uh, sister-in-law. It's an orchid, and it died a horrible death. And then somehow, some way, a new... A new vine like started to sprout out of this dry soil, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Let me salvage this thing." Now it's about to blossom, and I'm pretty proud of myself. And that is a great metaphor for the Timberwolves trading Andrew Wiggins and swapping him out for D'Angelo Russell, right there. Let a new orchid blossom in the organization. Well played, sir. What do you know about all of these rumors? The Timberwolves, according to Woj, trying to orchestrate a four-team trade that involves multiple picks, and the Wolves eventually getting D'Angelo Russell. So what? What are you hearing and what are you speculating, Dukes? That's a great question, Phil. Thank you. I really appreciate no, it. That, Phil does, that does not count. <laughs> that does not count. Come on. That does, or, we all get great, or we do all get great questions. Do not put that in the standings. Do not put that in the standings. That's a block. The highlight That's reel. a block. Yes. I'm telling you, have Rocco Baldelli. You just I love the Rocco. But you can ask Rocco three questions. Guaranteed, one of the three answers he will give you will start with that is a great question. Do you question. know what a tough get sure. Rocco is in this town? Dude, I think me and Rocco would really vibe. I would just, I would talk come about to Target Field one day. We could talk about fish concerts for like a half hour at least. Rocco and I yeah. could just shoot the breeze on fish concerts. Press conference gets and done. What we remember of them and for at can, least a solid half hour. And you two can sit in the den. That's good. He's a really good dude. All right. On the Wiggins chatter, I mean, there is no doubt that the Wolves would love to move Wiggins. I mean, truthfully, outside of Carl Anthony Towns, they are not married to any player. Or any asset. They are open, I am told, 
to moving their 2020 first-round pick. Now, is there some reluctance? Absolutely. But I can tell you, even going back to the June draft, when there was some chatter about them doing a sign-and-trade with Brooklyn for D'Angelo Russell, that they had talked about putting their 2020 first-round pick unprotected on the table. I mean, this is going back many, many months. So, I mean, they are, depending on what the return is, are open-minded to such a scenario. But, yeah, would they love to move Andrew Wiggins after this year, what, three years, $95 million left in his contract? Would they love to move him? They would. Am I buying right now that the Golden State Warriors, even though I get it, they are hoping to avoid the repeater luxury tax. It is millions upon millions of dollars. But year one in a new arena, they are still printing money from all those championship runs. I have a hard time believing, unless they are getting multiple draft picks, some other great player, maybe it evolves into a three- or four-team trade where their return is rock solid. I have a hard time believing that they are parting with D'Angelo Russell, a 23-year-old all-star. I get it, 24 in a few weeks. But right now, 23 for Andrew Wiggins. And Mike Dunleavy Jr., assistant general manager, was at the game last night. You know, so they've been scouting him. Don't get me wrong. They have the book on him. I'm just telling you. There is so much stuff out there. This is crazy talk week. You know, so sometimes you just have to use common sense. What does common sense tell you? I truly do. I get it if they're looking to save some money in the long term, even though a lot of people listening are like, what, $95 million? How would they end up saving money? They would end up saving money on this year's salary. So they could avoid the repeater luxury tax. But I still have a hard time believing that in the next, what, 42 hours, 43 hours, 44 hours, by 2 o'clock Thursday, that Andrew Wiggins is a Golden State Warrior. They're trying. Trust me, the Wolves would love for that to happen. I'm just telling you, logically speaking, I have a hard time believing that. Does common sense tell you, Dukes, that regardless of what happens with Wiggins, Robert Covington is gone by 2 p.m. Thursday? Yeah, well, I mean, they were shopping him, I mean, going back to the June draft. Right. I mean, he was on the table. There are some internal concerns about that right knee. He's mm-hmm. had multiple surgeries. I get it. He's held up this year. But you think about it, can he hold up over the next couple years? Will his value ever be higher? Does he fit? You know, I get it. He's close with Carl Anthony Towns, but you look at the core and where they're going over the next year or two while he's still under contract. Does he fit into that window? I mean, there are many reasons to trade him. So, yeah, I mean, I could see, independent of the Russell dialogue, the Wolves making some sort of Robert Covington trade. In fact, I mean, I've been asked this a lot. I can see them trading Robert Covington, yet not ending up with D'Angelo Russell by Thursday at 2 o'clock. But the pursuit of Russell will continue. And I still think it's when, not if. It absolutely is when, not if Golden State trades him. I just wonder if it's more so this summer, not this week. It doesn't sound like they're thinking about trading Carl Anthony Towns. Garrison Rosas no. said as much a no, few weeks ago. He, on that, Rami, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you this much. The Warriors would actually love to combine Russell with Carl Anthony Towns. In Golden State. Absolutely. In, Oakland, in right. San Francisco. Yeah, they don't... But has going to trade Russell at some point. I'm just saying, though, the Warriors have actually asked about my understanding is asked about, hey, would you trade Carl Anthony Towns? The Wolves are not moving Carl Anthony Towns. Has right there now. been any wavering then on the role that Carl Anthony Towns will play within this franchise? Because I really thought when, when the Russell talks first popped up in the offseason, I thought Carl Anthony Towns is Batman. They're trying to find his Robin. 
the way this season has played out, and especially the way Carl Anthony Towns acted while a 27-point lead was dissolving away, which was to do nothing, to basically disappear, I'm more and more convinced that he's that he's a Robin and they need to go find the Batman. Mm-hmm. Is anybody within the Wolves organization starting to move in that direction that maybe he's not the centerpiece that you build this organization around, but maybe rather just a piece that you put around somebody who's even a better, maybe not even a better player, but a better leader, a better floor general than what Carl Anthony Towns is in terms of setting the tone for this squad? The short answer internally is no. Should they, though? Do I agree with you? That he's not an alpha on a really good team? Yes. I mean, I've become more convinced over, not even just this year, going back to at times last year, just the way the game is evolving, you know, in terms of just guys being able to dominate more so from the wing position, where Towns needs the right point guard to be able to get him the ball in certain positions. I just think it's hard for a big man to dominate. I do. And I just don't think he's got leadership qualities. Now, They've empowered him, but I'll just tell you, I mean, some of his teammates laugh at some of his antics. You know, and and we even saw it again last night off a jump ball. He didn't like the way the ref threw the ball, and he throws a hissy fit. He can't control himself. And I know for a fact Ryan Saunders has talked to him repeatedly about watching the way he acts in front of officials, the way he talks to (laughs) officials, and he's got some captaincy, so he's got some leeway. You know, being, you know, the, the, the labeled captain where he can have some dialogue with the officials. So if you see him talking to the officials, he's got leeway. Other players on that roster don't, but still there is a reputation around the league, you know, mm-hmm. with the officials, with other teams to get him going to bait him because you know he is going to do something idiotic. Man. But yeah, I mean, I'm just telling you, I don't think on a good team he can be the number one guy, but do I believe that they've come to that conclusion internally? I do not. Isn't it just, it, it, it's so hard to find guys like him that put up the crazy numbers and are as, as talented as he is in the NBA. It's just a, it's a once in a decade gem of a, of a player. And, and, and when you find a guy like that and he winds up just being like an immaturity, like from a, from a maturity standpoint, a mental midget, right? I mean, I'm not saying he's, I think he's a smart guy, but I think he just lacks emotional intelligence. And it's like, why can't you just have both one time? Kevin Garnett was was mostly both, right? Could control himself, definitely had a personality and a temper, but knew how to channel it in the right ways. Well, I mean, he could lead. I mean, think about that roster he won 50 games with. Yeah. With the other Irvin Johnson at center, with Trenton Hassel, with Troy Hudson playing heavy minutes, with Wally Zerbiak as... The number two. I mean, go back and follow, look at that 0304 roster. That people roster followed him, Dukes. That, and that's they had the Sam and Latrell, but even before those guys, you know, I guess go back to maybe like the 2000 2001 roster where they made the playoffs. Look at that roster. KG led that roster single handedly to the postseason. Yeah. Carl can't do that. He just can't. Are, are the Knicks out now on D'Angelo because of the change with their team president today? Because I, I think the two teams that were talked about the most previously in terms of deadline deals for D'Angelo Russell are the Timberwolves and the Knicks. Steve Mills was removed, I believe, as president today by the Knicks. He was. All right, help me with this. What the heck do the Knicks have that is appealing to the Golden State Warriors? I mean, if you're the Warriors... Why not play this thing out and just see if Russell and Curry can coexist? Because D'Angelo doesn't need to be ball dominant. He is a good catch and shoot yeah, shooter. That makes him he sense doesn't sure. need to always shoot off the dribble. Look at the numbers. The numbers back that up. He can play off the ball. They've been playing him more off the ball. 
So why not see if those two can coexist for some sort of stretch? And I've had a number of people in the league tell me that. That's why I just think, because Curry should be back at some point here in March, why not at least let them play together for a stretch of 20 games to end the season just to see if it can work, then make a determination in the summer when, oh, by the way, there may be even more bidders. I just, I truly believe if you're putting a 23-year-old all-star on the market, you can get a ton for him. So why not wait? But the Wolves are trying, trust me. The Wolves are as aggressive as any team in the league right now trying to make moves. I mean, the latest one is this chatter, a three-team deal where Robert Covington ends up in Houston. Houston wants Covington badly. Clint Capella ends up in Atlanta. Draft picks end up here. Plus salary filler. The salary filler would be Evan Turner. I mean, that's one of a number of different situations that has been discussed. They have talked to Orlando. Do I think Orlando's moving Aaron Gordon? I don't. They also have another guy, Wes Awandu, who the Wolves have checked in on. I mean, they've checked in on a number of guys. Malik Beasley with Denver, but Denver wants a first-round pick for Beasley, who's a restricted free agent this summer. He would really help their shooting woes. But I don't know if you're giving up a first-round pick for Malik Beasley, but they've they've inquired on him. They've inquired on a number of guys. I mean, Philadelphia wants Covington, so they've had back and forth with Elton Brand and Philly. The Bucks with Milt Newton and those guys, they have an interest in Covington. The Clippers have an interest, which is interesting because one of their guys in their front office, Michael Winger, is the guy who turned down an opportunity to interview for the Wolves job over the summer. So just, you know, an interesting tentacle to all this. But, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of teams. I mean, the Lakers have some interest in Covington. It's the same as I've said for weeks. I mean, you look at the top 12 teams in the league, Utah. Even Indiana's got some interest in Covington, but there's nothing going on there. I mean, just about all of them outside of Boston, maybe one other. But like 10 of the top 12 teams in the league have some level of interest in Robert Covington. That's why I would not be surprised if he does get moved by Thursday at 2 o'clock. Doogie, 60 seconds, empty your bag. Any other non-Wolves-related scoops that you can I was asked via email a few times about P.J. Fleck to Michigan State with the news today about Mark D'Antonio abruptly retiring. No, he's not going anywhere. Short answer is no. P.J. Fleck will be the Gophers coach in 2020. Cornerback Keandre Thomas transferring as a graduate student so he can go and be eligible right away. Cornerback for the Gophers. I mean, he appeared in many games the last two years. Why, why is he leaving? There was some, let's just say, some issues with P.J. And not surprising. He was not a Fleck recruit. So it just it goes back to a lot of these guys. Credit to Carter Coughlin and some of these other guys that really adjusted. But it's really hard when you commit to a prior coaching staff then all of a sudden a new coach comes in and does things. Trust me, P.J., way different, especially than Tracy Clay's. Way, way different on some of the disciplinary stuff, some some other angles. So I'm just saying it's been hard. So credit to Thomas for, for holding out this long. But now that he can be eligible right away, transfer be eligible right away, he's out of here. The L.A. Lakers will have a scout at the Gophers-Badgers game tomorrow night. The scouting of Daniel Oturu continues. Carter Coughlin, Kamal Martin have been formally invited to the Combine. What else did I write down here? The Twins had a scout at Taewon Walker Showcase today. The feedback isn't good. I mean, the fastball was like 86 miles per mm-hmm. hour. I mean, the Twins would still take him on an NRI deal, non-roster invite deal. They're not giving him a major league contract. But he did have a showcase today. Also, in Jose Barrios, I've been told there's actually not bad blood. There's actually been some discussion about a long-term deal, but the Brios camp is asking for a ton of money. The Twins would have to overpay. They're not getting a team-friendly deal like with Kepler, like with Polanco, to some extent Miguel Sano. But there's not bad blood, even though it's just a couple hundred thousand dollars. I mean, really, you want to take this thing all the way to a hearing 
over three or four hundred thousand dollars. Like at first blush, you're like, "Come on, twins, what are you doing here? That's a bad look. The optics are bad." I'm told from the Barrios camp they understand it's business. There are no hard feelings. Okay, that's Darren Doogie Wolfson, Five Eyewitness News, and the Scoop Podcast, which you can find on the Score North app, Apple, or Spotify. And at six o'clock on Fridays, right here. All right, we'll see you next Tuesday. Hi, Doogie. Doogie, thanks for coming. All right, see you, boys. Thanks, Doogie. In 60 seconds, Judd has a Vikings trade scenario. It'll be the second of our Who Says No series. Mm-mm-mm. 60 seconds. And out. we have a development in that ominous tweet from Marcus Thompson okay. of The Athletic. Love it. Mm-hmm. So stick with us here after we talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company. We'll get to those things. Federated's all about peace of mind as a business owner. When something bad happens to the company that you built... You want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running that business. That frontline protection of Federated is all about helping you succeed as a business owner. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, you tap into over a century of experience in helping businesses. You get a face-to-face relationship with somebody who will be very attentive to the success of your business. And the seasoned insurance professionals at Federated will help you manage risks to help you avoid the devastation that comes with filing a claim. And if you do have to file a claim, you can take comfort in knowing the extensive team of pros will put their knowledge and experience to work for you. The website is federatedinsurance.com to find a full list of industries Federated protects and to find your local Federated representative. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. Mackie and Jeb with Rami here on Score North. Reckless speculation. Let's start with this cryptic tweet from the Athletic Bay Area guy. So Marcus Thompson of The Athletic, who tweeted 43 minutes ago, time to start scrubbing your old Wiggins tweets, sent everybody here into a panic trying to find out if indeed Andrew Wiggins was being traded to the Golden State Warriors, who Marcus covers. He did the same thing that Dan Hayes did to you last week. Something's going around at The Athletic that they just want to punk people on Sports Talk Radio he quote tweeted that and says, oops, did I forget the question mark? Four question marks following that. So he meant to say, time to start scrubbing your old Wiggins tweets. Oh, punctuation matters. Punctuation doesn't Kids. matter. Yeah, he, I think he, but he did Oh, it on, he knew what he, he was knew what doing. He knew exactly what he was yeah, doing. He, he didn't forget well it. He and then doing. he knew the reaction would come. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh. He's toying with us. Silly me. Toying with us. Reckless speculation. All right. All right. Let's have it here. Who, okay. Who says no 2.0 here? So we, we discussed this um, for an hour today on Ventline, but it's juicy. And I've come to believe that there is something at least to the rumors or scuttlebutt that the Vikings might trade Stefan Diggs. John Krasinski of The Athletic d- doesn't just happen to write a huge piece about it and be just be completely guessing, right? Uh, Kramer came on. Uh, Purple Daily last week with Collar, I believe, on Friday. And Andrew threw out a scenario and basically, again, spitballed, but clearly knowing something that said that uh, it would make a lot of sense if the Vikings end up shopping Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. And here's where I landed. A, I don't think the player is super happy. All right? I don't think he enjoyed the offensive scheme. I don't think he hates the quarterback, but I sure think he watches other teams play with their quarterback and thinks, man, it'd be fun to be the featured receiver in that offense. You don't go AWOL from your team for two days and pay a fine in excess of $200,000 because you're sort of miffed. You're really ticked. Now, at the time, it worked, but I think there's something to that. I think the player is not happy. B, we all know 
that that the head coach of this team loves Dalvin Cook, right? And let's just just go down this path for me for a second. If Dalvin Cook is going to come back, it's almost certainly going to be on a new contract. Mm-hmm. If that happens, it's going to cost the Vikings more. Furthermore, it's going to signify to Stefan Diggs that this offense, when Dalvin Cook is healthy, which let's say it's 10 to 12 games, is going to rotate largely around Dalvin Cook. Gary Kubiak's coming back. The offense is not changing. All of this leads me down the path of don't be surprised at all if the Vikings do indeed shop Stefan Diggs. Combine's coming up in, what, a couple of weeks? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of drunken conversations had. Those lead to sober conversations, which can lead to trades. And now let me float past you what is truly reckless speculation who says no Stefan Diggs traded with in a package with some ancillary draft picks I think Stefan Diggs could get you a first round pick back not saying a top five not saying a top 10 but let's say in the 15 to 25 range you're 25 okay let's say it's the 17th pick let's say let's just say 17 18 pick you then take that pick, combine it with your 25 pick, and maybe a little something else. And that is the juicy, juicy scenario that you'd use to go up and take your quarterback. Hmm. Reckless speculation. Let's answer that when we come back. Let's answer that when we Big come back. Big league tease right there. Because who says no? That's a great, great question, Judd. Too bad that doesn't count in our great question standings. We'll come back and we'll answer Judd's. Neither does Doogie's, no. right? No, right, right, no right. I, I think Doogie was Doogie knew the inside story exactly. there. And he was he was baiting. Right. Oh, and Greeny didn't? No, he did not. Sage didn't? Sage did not. Mm. Those are genuine good questions. Mm. People on Twitter are calling for Sage to be disqualified. Oh, those people That's are awful. wrong. People are wrong. <laughs> Listen, I can't help it that even my average questions are great in the eyes of the subjects. We'll do that and cram session when we... Jonathan here with the Score North download. This download brought to you by Team Mackey for the Big Climb Minneapolis. If you've been on Twitter, if you've been on Facebook, if you've been on any kind of social media today or just listening to our show for the last hour and a half, you know there's a lot of reckless trade speculation surrounding Andrew Wiggins. And if you missed the last segment, Doogie joined us and filled us in on all the intel that he has on anything regarding the Wiggins trade. Here's what he said. But yeah, would they love to move Andrew Wiggins after this year? What, three years? $95 million left in his contract. Would they love to move him? They would. I have a hard time believing, unless they are getting multiple draft picks, some other great player, maybe it evolves into a three or four team trade where their return is rock solid. I have a hard time believing that they are parting with D'Angelo Russell, a 23-year-old all-star for Andrew Wiggins. They're trying. Trust me, the Wolves would love for that to happen. I'm just telling you, logically speaking, I have a hard time believing that. Join Team Mackey on February 15th for this year's Big Climb Minneapolis to raise money to fight blood cancer, benefiting the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Donate to our team or join Team Mackey for just $20 when you use the promo code Mackey. Go to scorenorth.com slash bigclimb now. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackey and Judd with Rami. And woo, $2,860 raised so far. We've raised $400 during the show. So thank you for donating. MackeyLLS.com. Climb with us. MackeyLLS.com. All right, Judd, throw that back at Reckless speculation. Give it to us again. Long story short, would you shop and trade Stefan Diggs for a first-round pick in, let's say, the range of 15 to 25, and your pick's at 25, and then spin that pick off 
along with your 25th first-round pick to move up to get to it, to give yourself a chance. And it might take more than, than those two two first-rounders, but that's a pretty good currency to start with, Stefan Diggs being the key to the trade. Because the one thing to make clear, don't come back and tell me, well, trade Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook at that position and his current contract, which is about to expire, will not get you anywhere close to a first-round pick. I think Stefan Diggs would. I think Dal- I think if you took Dalvin Cook to market, just to be clear, I think someone might say third rounder, but I don't think anyone's saying, "Oh yeah, we'll give you a first rounder." So, so Diggs you do and a first for to trade up for Tua, basically. Well, it's going to be Diggs is going to be traded for a first, and then you're going to take that first, and now you have two of them, and you're going to combine it to trade up. So the currency is you send Diggs to a team, get like, let's say, pick 17 back, and now you take 17 and 25 and another sweetener, and now you can get way up. Yeah, I'd do it. I've been I've been saying all along that I'm ready to start planning for the next phase of Vikings football and not give Kirk Cousins a contract extension this year, not give Mike Zimmer a contract extension this year, play it out, and then if you don't find your quarterback in the draft this year, although under Judd's plan you would, go and find it next year. But yeah, I'd do that. If I'm sold on Tua, doctors give me the clearance. Yeah, let's start let's start building for the future and building it around Tua. Here's the trade. I think anyways. The Dallas Cowboys need a wide receiver. Their pick is 17, exactly. Can, can you imagine on the Dallas side, just think about if you're a Cowboys fan, would you trade a first-round pick for one of the 10 best wide receivers in the NFL and, and justify a Dak Prescott contract extension? Reckless speculation. And so then if you guaranteed me that the 25th pick and the 17th pick were both enough if you packaged them together to move up to number four ahead of the Miami Dolphins, I also do it. I'm with you guys. Yeah. And then, So Dallas gets what they want. They get a star wide receiver to put with Dak Prescott. You get the draft capital needed to maybe move up. I mean, you might have to give up like a oh, third, like round, a third pick round pick. Too. Let's, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm fine with that. To the to the number four spot to get Tua, and then whatever happens in 2020, you just it's sort of a bridge year for you in 2020. I do it. I love it. Reckless speculation. Yeah, do it. I'm in, man. All day. This is great. Just saying. I think you stumbled onto something here, Judd. Make a lot of sense. Has Rick Spielman Stum- called? Stumbled. You know how much time I spend at home. Yeah, you stumbled into it. Reading, researching, <laughs> working the phones. Yeah. And then I just think of stuff. <laughs> Is it? Hopefully, uh, Rick Spielman, Rob Brzezinski, are you listening? This is Mackie and Judd with Jeremy. With, with the amount of programming we provide to the Vikings, I hope they're listening. All right, Jonathan, let's let's fire this up here. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. All right, this is where Jonathan asks us three questions and pits us all against each other and then awards us a point based on who answered the question more accurately or more to his liking. The standings on the season so far in 2020, Judd with three wins, Rami with one win. I am still looking for my first win of the year all time. Crazy what happens when you can't rig the contest. See, this is ridiculous. You guys are... You guys are so unfair. I didn't say Listen, a word. Don't be. Don't let jealousy I, I envelop say, you. Okay? I didn't say. Just because I am a brilliant just question you asker. My, just because okay? you saw my head bob up and down does not mean that I agree with Rami. Just listen. Some, you know, listen. Some some people just have a knack 
for asking the questions uh-huh. that really dig mm. deep into the subject's soul. Right, right, right. And that's me. Like, and you guys where will t- Teddy Bridgewater play next year? <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was the question to Greeny, by the way? Wow. Whew. I don't even remember the question to Greeny. That's how good that one was. Just flame emojis. Bleep you guys. All the flame emojis. <laughs> it's okay. Be jealous. Those questions. Sense some hatred in the show right now. Your Honor, what's the first question? I think it's hatred. Uh, we've been doing, we've been reading everybody's uh, trade machines that they've been doing every, all day. Mm-hmm. So now it's your opportunity, boys. Do your own trade machine. I've sent you the link. I want to hear the reckless trade that you come up with via the ESPN trade machine. The only criteria is that it has to involve Andrew Wiggins. Honestly, I think the, if the wolves can like the wolves nailed it. If the if if the wolves can pull this off, no. and they can get rid of Andrew Wiggins, you're telling me that you can't do any better in the trade machine. Here's what they're doing. Okay, if if all of this, if the rumored trade comes to fruition, the wolves are gonna <laughs> they're gonna get two first round picks uh-huh. in the in the Robert Covington deal, right? And then they're gonna give two first round picks small, to Mackie. the Warriors. You're thinking small. Okay, you so, go. I, listen, I, I concede to what the Timberwolves. So you're just saying who what, have the guy that invented the trade machine? By the way, good for him. You know what I mean? Good for who? I invented the trade machine. Are you thinking big like Rami Makhlouf, Mister Gupta? I don't think so. It's pretty cool, you know. You so you're just saying what the wool what what's out there right now is the trade that you would put into the trade it's, machine? It's for genius. The All right, Jonathan, I actually tried and put. Well, that's a first. Andrew Wiggins. And Carl Anthony Towns, and I will show you guys this, it passed a trade machine test for LeBron James and Anthony Davis, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Come on. Is anybody going to outdo that? I think big. All right? I don't think small. I don't think D'Angelo. Ooh, D'Angelo Russell and picks. Big deal. Do you think anyone... I just got LeBron and AD for you. Do you think GMs what? have ever cited the trade machine in conversations where, like, the Wolves pick up the phone? Like, all right, listen... <laughs> All right, listen, Rob Polinka. We just sent this through the ESPN.com trade machine, <laughs> and Rob Polinka's like, "You guys are morons." No, can they can they it go works. downstairs and tell tra- trade machine guy, and, and he he can just process it? I think that's what he does. I, yeah, I think that's that his works. Low no, job. Like, that doesn't work. Yes, that works. His, no, that doesn't work. His job for probably three months out of the year, leading up to the deadline, and then leading up to the free agency period, is just listen, dude. Don't I don't want to see you just sit in a room for twelve hours a day and run trade no, scenarios. No, but I'm right? saying his brain is it. So so you just tell him, and he knows instantly. His eyes roll around for a while. Yeah, okay, that works. Approved. Approved. No, not approved. Okay. Phil gave it no effort. None. Rami actually, that was cute. And creative, cute and creative. I just won you championships, dude. <laughs> but I, such a savage. I started the show with a mea culpa, and we'll end it with a mea culpa. Okay, because I found a way to get a star player from the Miami Heat who began his work here and didn't finish it back in town. Wiggins, a Kogi, and two first round picks for Jimmy Butler. You know what, Jimmy? Come back. I'm sorry. Come back here and kick some ass. Beat people up. I don't even care anymore. I think we know who says no to that one. Trade is successful, by the Jimmy. way. Jimmy. He doesn't want to play with Cat. Oh, no. I'm turning him loose now. But I'm all for it. I'm taking Wait, shots. Yeah, I want Jimmy Butler back. Well, I got you LeBron and AD. 
I got LeBron in AD in the Wolves uniform. I got an assassin back in town. taking care of business. I'm hanging banners from the Target Center rafters, and you gave him the point for Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler's going to kick your butt, take you down from the rafters, and beat you up. This is outrageous. This is the biggest injustice in the history of Cranston. This is absolutely ridiculous and outrageous. I got you LeBron and AD. Get out of here, man. This guy was ripping town. For That's flying ridiculous. out the handle about the jump yeah. ball. That's huh? ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. Unlike Carl Anthony Towns, like, you know I what? have some fire. You know I have some fight. I have some tenacity. Tim, I have a will to win. And that's why I went and got you LeBron and AD, damn it. Oh, what happened to his mic? I don't know. That that's was too weird. bad. That's too bad. Ridiculous. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> All right, so I'm two people. Bring me two. Jimmy back. That would be great. I just want the drama great. around that one. Uh, wow. Clearly not going for the points today. Andy Reid. Dude, about- if I can't get points for getting you LeBron and AD and winning championships for the great state of Minnesota and these beautiful Twin Cities, I'm not getting any points. I might as well get contempt of court and yell at the judge. Wow. Ridiculous. Whoa. Andy Reid said this after the Travesty. Super Bowl. Wow. I'll go get the biggest cheeseburger you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, prime, the biggest one. And uh, might be a double. That's the second time he's referenced after winning a big game, getting a cheeseburger. How often do you think, like, if you had a pie chart of Andy Reid's things that he thinks about, football takes up 80% of it. Do cheeseburgers take up the other 20%? Well, probably. Probably, yeah. 15%? I wouldn't doubt that. He seems to like his grandkids. He seems to like his grandkids. Okay. They get a percent. 2%. Yeah. Wife, 2%. Probably. Something like that. It's all about cheeseburgers. He likes his wife. They've been married a long time, though. He probably loves cheese because he probably loves cheeseburgers. <laughs> Who's this person in sports you want to have a cheeseburger with? Do you want me to start? Yeah. Uh, Does it matter? Wow. Just the anger, the resentment. Well, that was just a. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I mean, your trade wasn't really that realistic. So yeah. he said he gave it two criteria. It has to include Andrew Wiggins. I did. And go through the trade machine. Oh, it got through. I included both of those that realistic. and got you the best damn duo in the NBA right now. Like they would never make that trade. So The Heat might not turn down my trade. Unprotected 2020 first round pick. Um, the person that I would most like to have a uh, cheeseburger and beer with is going to probably surprise you guys because it's a name from off the charts a little bit. John Daly. Number one, I want to know what he's doing. Number two, a cheeseburger and beer. Isn't he on the senior tour now? Would I think he might be. That's amazing. But, I mean, John, if you sat down with John for a cheeseburger and beer, it would turn into five cheeseburgers and 18 beers. <laughs> it would be fantastic. You'd call a Lyft, Uber, some type of, of uh, service to get home. But John Daly, I think, would be a hoot. And plus, you'd both wear big, baggy, like, wind pants. Because he's wearing those... Athletic pants, or they're, they're not athletic. They're, they're basically like glorified pajama bottoms, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, think about a better scenario than that. Like, you'd leave the house, and your wife would be, "Where are you going, dressed like that?" To go drink and eat with John Daly. Oh, okay. She wouldn't be surprised. John Daly. All right, Rami, take another stab. Uh, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Phil. Um, what's the name of the Liverpool uh, manager? Yeah, you don't. Jurgen, Jurgen, Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp. 
really going to hand the win to Judd already? <laughs> What's well, this win? It's, it's a soccer manager. I don't like Liverpool. See what you've done. See what your see what your corruption has done. <laughs> don't you even know people who his are giving team is? terrible answers just honestly, in an attempt to please you. Honestly, instead of giving good answers. Oh, I did that last week and won. My re- my real answer. My Scott real answer. Tweets in. Rami is tweeting. Just got hosed. Give us King James and AD. Hashtag brutal. Hashtag cheeseburger with you. Thank I you. I want the drama. I'll go get a cheeseburger with you. <laughs> I anytime, want the drama Scott. that would come with Jimmy Butler coming back to. Oh, you want drama, not titles. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So my real answer is Tiger Woods. Because I think if you got a if you got a cheeseburger and a beer with Tiger Woods, you'd be at least you'd be with him for like fifteen or twenty minutes. You'd be able to at least get some stories out of him. He's the most. He's the most like behind a wall celebrity outside of like the love life stuff that came out ten years ago and his wife swinging a nine iron at him and getting that breaking his at, SUV getting that burger at Perkins maybe Denny's maybe <laughs> possibly Embers mm-hmm. remember Tiger the Woods. Embers does Rami have a legitimate answer other than no my answer is Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler. My no he's is mad Jimmy at you. Butler he's mad is that not a good answer no I mean I mean there would be a lot of drama while yeah. we're having burgers. I'm sure Jimmy Butler might get into an argument with the waiter or maybe complain to the manager, Jonathan, drama. Probably Isn't that what you want? Yeah, I do want drama, Ridiculous. but I'd also want to learn from Tiger Woods. I want to want all the details. Yeah. That's right. All right, one to one. All right. Judd and I playing for the win. I lost the point. Yeah, Am I sorry. pouting right now? No. Am I crying? Because you gave a bad sport. answer. Am I whining? Because you gave a bad answer. John Daly's a great answer. John Daly actually is a good answer. That'd be interesting. You are, you are you are no judge of what's a good or bad answer. I prep these questions. Fire extend year to year. <laughs> Fire extend year to year, boys. Super Bowl halftime show, Super Bowl commercials, or Mackey Super Bowl food spread. Oh, this is easy. This is easy. I was going to say this is this too is easy. You ex- you extend the Mackey Super Bowl halftime uh, no, Super Bowl spread, fired. which includes again, if you missed it yesterday, fired. Cajun dry rub pull apart wings in the air fryer. That's good. Homemade sweet potato fries with sea salt and garlic in Just the air fryer. Fries. Salmon spread with almond flour Salmon's crackers. Almond flour. Stuffed mushrooms with almond crab flour? meat, cheese, and uh, breadcrumbs. And Parmesan asparagus. Okay, we're going to extend that probably to a lifetime contract. To be honest with you guys. And then we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna fire the halftime show because I feel like we've like once you've seen one, you've pretty much seen them all, except for J Lo on the stripper pole. But you know, because we're gonna fire. We saw that. And okay. then I'm, I'm gonna go year to year on the commercials because I thought the commercials had a nice bounce back this year. See, I'm not on the same page at all with Mackie. He's him and his Super Bowl spread are fired, as far as I'm concerned. When it comes to Super Bowl viewing, halftime show year to year because honestly, it's it's hit or miss. I can think of. Like a handful of halftime shows in my lifetime that either I was excited about beforehand or was pleased with after the fact. Super Bowl commercials, even though this year I don't think had a great hit rate, they usually deliver the funny. I'm going with Super Bowl commercials, get the extension, halftime show year to year, Mackie and his Super Bowl spread fired. Okay, this is ideal because we're all going to be different. I'm with Rami on this. You fire Phil's. Super Bowl spread. Not because it's bad, but just it doesn't do much for me, all right? Okay, yeah, you have, clearly, you've, clearly you've never <clears throat> no, it's had fine, salmon but spread it's, with almond flour I mean, it sounds crackers. fine. I didn't get an invite, so I don't care. I sat on my couch and ate soup because I didn't feel good. Um, I am going to go year-to-year Super Bowl commercials, and here's why. Ultimately, they're commercials. So if somebody comes along down the line eventually and tells me TV commercials are going away, I'm going to be like, oh, no, not that. I love TV commercials. So... I'm moderately interested in them, but if they go away, I don't mind. So year to year, and so that leaves me to extend the Super Bowl halftime show. 
how can you not extend an event where year to year you have no idea what they're going to do? We had we went from Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction to seventy year old rockers for how many years to the print show, which was fantastic, to Sunday where you had a stripper pole and offended America again. This is the greatest thing of all time. Do you know how great it's been the last few days to hear soccer moms all upset? And meanwhile, here's the thing I love. And I asked my wife this question last night. I said, can you tell me what your stance is? Because I hear I hear a lot of people say that J-Lo was, it, it, it's empowerment. I mean, she's taking control. She's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Badass. And I mean that in the best way possible. And then I hear people say, that's an affront to women what they're doing. Nobody can decide what they really think. This is the greatest thing. It's a pop culture phenom, and I guarantee you next year it's going to be Herman's Hermits to dumb it down again. (laughs) I'm extending this thing. I love it. I'm agreeing with Judd. I'm extending the halftime show. Going year to year with the commercials. Sorry, Mackie. I'm firing that quick spread. It started off well, but it just, like... That's okay. It went downhill. It's okay. It's fine. Judd picks up. Lonnie's still very excited here. Picks up I don't think he's going to recover that's anytime the, soon. That's the, we should just end this segment right now. It, it's Jump the Shark. It's officially Jump the Shark. When I get you LeBron and AD, and that's not the winning question, this segment and the judge have jumped the shark. I gave myself a win once, and I didn't jump the shark then? No. This is official. I was going to say, I sucked that up like completely last week, and it didn't jump the shark then. This is it? Jonathan gives yourself a win was like when WCW was faltering in the late 90s, and David Arquette won the WCW World <laughs> Championship. Oh, did he really? Yeah. That was, that was pretty much the end of that company. During the Scream thing? Oh. Yeah, I think they were trying to promote Scream. Scream? And I love Scream, they also, by the way. At one point, Dennis Rodman yeah, won a tag Carl team Malone. championship. They fought each other. Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone. Yeah, because yeah, like they were at the beach, and it was coming off of like the 1998 NBA Finals, and, and when they, they tripped each tripped over each other <laughs> coming back from a shot or something like that. So Dennis Rodman apparently would just show up hammered, and uh, he fell asleep one time during a tag team match Shocker. on the ring apron. <laughs> and there's video footage of this. He's like leaned up against the turnbuckle, just That's amazing. Fall, fall asleep during during the match. Dennis Rodman. So that is cram session. Judd Zolgat picks up his fourth win. Hey, Jonathan, by the way, great questions. Thank you. Such great questions. Gentlemen, we have we have some yeah. mockage to get to tomorrow. We don't have time today, but for tomorrow's show, we have all kinds of big-time mock drafts coming out. Interesting you bet we Viking do. stuff. Mock drafts that include trades. Really? Have you guys not the seen athletic. this? The I've, Athletic. I've got a seven-round mock draft in front of me right now from a, from a website. A seven-round pre-combine mock draft. I've got the brother of Viking who might be traded being taken by wow. the Vikings in the first round. Wow. Find our podcast, Mackie and Jeb with Rami, on the Score North app, Apple, or Spotify. Roycey Unchained, next on Score North. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.